So far in the surah, we learned about many blessings. First of all, the blessing of Hidayah. If you look at verse number two, يُنَزِّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ He sends down the angels. بِالْرُوحِ With the ruh, meaning with the revelation. So revelation is a huge blessing. Guidance, divine guidance is a huge blessing. After that, خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ بِالْحَقِّ This home that we live in, the sky, the earth, the roof above us, the earth beneath us, this home, what is that? A blessing of Allah. Then after that, نِعْمَةُ hayat, The blessing of life. خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانَ مِن نُطْفَةٍ Allah created the human being. Then after that, the ni'mah of an'am, of these animals that we take so much benefit from. وَالْأَنْعَامَ خَلَقَهَا And these animals in particular, what blessings do we receive from them? From these ayat, what did we learn? I want the answers from the verses. So look at the ayah. وَالْأَنْعَامَ خَلَقَهَا Warmth. Okay. What else? Food. Okay. What else? Manafir. What is manafir? Many different kinds of benefits. Like for example, money. Money. People who own animals, what do they do? They sell them, right? Or they slaughter them and they sell the meat. Or they sell the dairy products, whatever it may be. It's a source of livelihood for many people. Okay? Besides that, وَمِنْهَا تَأْكُلُونَ So after manafir is what? مِنْهَا تَأْكُلُونَ Food. Alright. Then, what other blessings are there in the anam? Next ayah. Beauty. They're also cute to look at. Beautiful. Hmm? Alright. حِينَ تُرِيحُونَ وَحِينَ تَسْرَحُونَ Then after that, وَتَحْمِلُوا أَثْقَالَكُمْ They are beasts of burden also. They carry your loads for you. So that you don't have to carry all those loads yourself. Because if you had to carry them yourselves, it would be extremely difficult for you. Very difficult. And these animals have been used as beasts of burden all over the earth. Across the world, throughout history, even till today they are used as beasts of burden in many areas. When it comes to construction, many times donkeys are being used to you know, move the construction material from one place to the other. Likewise, when people are traveling, what do they do? What is it that they put their loads on? On these animals. Hmm? We learn about Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah that he was born in Harran, and when he was five years old, the Tatars, they invaded his hometown. And the people in Harran, they received the news that the Tatar are coming, so flee, leave. So everybody, they basically just packed up whatever they could, Whatever was most precious, most valuable to them, they took it with themselves and they left the city and they headed towards Damascus for refuge. So, Sheikh Islam ibn Taymiyyah, his family was a family of scholars. His grandfather was a scholar, his father was a scholar, his uncles were scholars, his cousins were scholars, his brothers were scholars. You're talking about every man of the family was basically a man of knowledge. And you can imagine people of knowledge, what is it that they like? Books. So this family, when they were moving, they didn't take with them money or you know food or utensils and their furniture. What they took with them was books. So much was their love for books that that is all they had. They did not have any animals to ride on. They did not have any animals to pull the carts on which they had put their books. 
So basically, they put their books on their carts, all right, and they were pushing or pulling those carts themselves all the way to Damascus. And if you walk from Haran to Damascus, it would take approximately 200 hours. You can check on Google Maps. Hmm? Imagine how long it would take to walk from Haran to Damascus. And they walked, and they took their books with them. And they were pushing it themselves. And imagine the difficulty of that journey. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has really given us a blessing in these animals when they are a means of transport for us and also a means of you know, carrying our burdens for us. Because imagine if every time we had to carry our stuff ourselves, how difficult it would be. Is there anyone who takes like the subway or the public transport regularly? MashaAllah, many of you. Hmm? So when you have your bags, how is it? Hard, right? And especially when you have an extra bag someday, that is extremely difficult. In winter when you have to carry your jacket and you have your gloves on and your everything on, and in addition to that you have to carry a bag, you feel like throwing your bag away. huh? Because you have to carry it from one bus stop to the other, from your home to the bus stop. So at that time we realized the blessing of means of transportation. And notice the end of the ayat that إِنَّ رَبَّكُمْ لَرَأُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ Allah is surely, your Lord is surely very affectionate and kind towards you. And this is the reason why He has provided you these animals, so that they will carry their loads for you. You know, it's like when you're walking with your heavy bag, and somebody says, come, I'll give you a ride. How good do you feel? That Alhamdulillah, I don't have to carry my burden myself, not even myself, right? I don't have to carry myself on my feet. This car will take me. So the one who provides you a means of transport, going from one place to the other, really, they want good for you. So if we remember just this one ihsan of Allah, that He has provided us means of transport, whether it is in the form of animals or cars or other vehicles, whatever it may be, it is His ra'fa, it is His rahmah. وَالْخَيْلَ وَالْبِغَالَ وَالْحَمِيرَ لِتَرْكَبُوهَا وَزِينَةً You ride on these animals and they're also a source of beauty for you. They are a source of beauty for you. وَيَخْلُقُ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ And He creates that which you do not know. Meaning there's so much other creation that you don't even know about. Or وَيَخْلُقُ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ That He will create that which you don't know about right now. You don't know about what Allah is going to make in the future. For what purpose? For what purpose? Transport. Hmm? Now at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, did people have any idea about cars or airplanes or trains? No. But in the future, it was that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught man hmm, how to fly and how to go faster and how to you know, make an engine so that a car will move and a bus will move and a train will move. So all of these means of transportation that are faster, better, they are also whose gift to us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we think, oh, they're all man-made. What has God got to do with this? Of course, if He didn't give you the sense, you would never be able to do it. If He didn't give you the resources, the materials, you would never be able to put it together. If He did not show you birds, you wouldn't have any idea about planes. Because human beings, where do they learn from? How? By observing what Allah has created. 
And upon Allah is qasdus sabil, the direction of the right way. Meaning, Allah, He has taken the responsibility to do what? Qasdus sabil, to direct to the right way. The word qasd literally means, it basically means to intend to do something. And your direction, the direction in which you're going, I mean that's your goal. You want to get there. So this is why the word qasd is not just used for intention, but it is also used for the direction in which a person is headed. So on Allah is the responsibility to direct to as-sabil, meaning to the right way. It is Allah who guides to the right way. And the way that is right is that which ultimately leads to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمِنْهَا جَائِرْ And from it, meaning from all these ways that exist, there are جَائِرْ also. جَائِرْ from the root letters, جِيمْ وَوْرَى جَوْرْ جَوْرْ is to deviate. So جَائِرْ is one that is deviating. Meaning if a person was to adopt that way, he would be deviated from the right course. From the right way of life. He would not end up at the right destination. He would not end up with the pleasure of Allah. Rather, he would end up with the wrath of Allah. وَلَوْ شَاءَ لَهَدَاكُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ And if He willed, He could have guided all of you. If Allah wanted, He could have forced guidance on everybody. But the fact is that guidance is not guaranteed for everyone. This life is a test. Allah has shown to us the right way and also the wrong way. The truth has been made clear and the falsehood has been made clear. And then the choice has been left with people. You choose what you do. But realize that there is only one way that leads to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are many other wrong ways out there that will not lead you to Allah. Rather they will lead you somewhere else. Now what has this ayah got to do with the previous ayat? There is a lesson in the animals that we ride in in these journeys that we take. Has it ever happened with you that you sit on the wrong bus? Why? How? How did that happen? How did you end up sitting on the wrong bus? Hmm? So the stop numbers or the bus numbers, they changed from last year? Hmm? And many students did not know that the numbers had changed, so they sat on the same bus as they did last year, but when they sat on that same bus, they ended up at the wrong place. So, why is it that a person ends up on the wrong bus? Because he did not pay attention, he did not care to check whether that was the route or not. Hmm? Like for example, a person says, you know what, I'm just going to go to the bus stop and I'm going to sit on any bus. It's going to take me somewhere, right? Can't be too bad. Can't be that bad. I'll just sit on the bus. I'll end up somewhere. And wherever I end up, I'll just make my way back. But if you go and sit on a bus like that, how much time could you lose? How much time could you lose? Hours. Literally hours. I remember once my kids, they were after me. Want to go on the bus, 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 bus. So I'm like, okay, I'll take you on the bus. And I know nothing about bus routes. So I just went to the bus stop. and like, you know what? Whatever bus comes, we're going to sit on it. We sat on the bus. I called my husband. I'm like, we're going somewhere. I don't know where. If we end up somewhere, I'm going to call you and you have to come get us. He's like, okay. So we're going and I realized that we are headed to a place that is very, very, very far from our house and also from my husband's workplace. So I'm like, this is not going to work. I better get off somewhere. So we got off 
And then Alhamdulillah, we got another bus, just sat somewhere and ended up somewhere else and Alhamdulillah made our way home. But that really made me think that you can't just go and sit on a random bus. This is not London, where you can go quickly from one place to the other because the subway or the train or the buses are always going, like every five minutes. This is Mississauga. And the buses run very differently. So you really have to know where you're going. You really have to check your route before you leave. So when you're traveling in this world, if you want to go from one place to the other, you better know the directions. You better know which exit you have to take and which stop you have to get off at, which turn you have to make. Because if you don't know from before, you're going to get lost. So you cannot take this matter lightly. And if you take this matter lightly, you're going to waste money, you're going to waste time, you're going to waste your energy. Something that could have been done in a few minutes, it's going to take you very long. So this is why it is important that in life also we don't do things randomly. Just because everybody is getting on one bus, you also go on the same bus. Just because everybody is doing something, we also do that. No. Check the Qur'an. What is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said concerning this matter? Is it okay? Is it not okay? Is it encouraged? Is it discouraged? What has Allah said about it? So, وَعَلَى اللَّهِ قَصْدُ السَّبِيلِ In worldly matters, we're so particular. We want to know the direction. So much so that we have a GPS. If not a GPS, we have our phones telling us. But when it comes to the matter of deen, unfortunately, many people take this very lightly. It's not a matter that's taken seriously. But remember, وَمِنْهَا جَائِرِ There are many wrong ways out there. Shaytan is out there calling people to misguidance. Any person who's going through this life without knowledge, then what's going to happen? Shaytan is going to mislead him. وَلَوْ شَاءَ لَهَدَاكُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ If Allah wanted, He could have guided everybody. But that's not His way. He doesn't force guidance on you. You have to use your mind and figure out which way is right and which way is wrong. He is the one who أَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً Who has sent down from the sky water. The blessing of water now. He has sent water for you from the sky. لَكُمْ مِنْهُ شَرَاب For you from it is شَرَاب شَرَاب as in a drink. In the Arabic language the word شَرَاب is used for a drink. Meaning something that is drunk. Okay, Not alcohol, but something that you drink. A beverage, any kind of beverage. Over here, water. You can drink water. Water is a blessing. The fact that we can drink it is a huge blessing. Because if a person does not drink water, then what's going to happen? His body is going to be dehydrated. So many things can go wrong in his system, in his body. So realize this blessing of water without which life would be impossible. وَمِنْهُ شَجَرٌ And because of it, meaning because of this water, is what? Shajar. Plants. Meaning when this water falls from the sky, it falls on land, then what happens? Shajar. Plants grow. And these plants that grow, fihi in it, moon, you pasture. Meaning you take your animals for pasture. 
Your animals, they eat those plants, that grass, and when they eat it, they produce milk for you. They grow and you have good meat to eat. They have energy and as a result, you can travel on them, you can put lots of load on them. So just this one water that you directly benefit from and you also indirectly benefit from it. Directly you drink it. Indirectly your plants grow. And plants grow, you eat those plants and your animals eat those plants and then you benefit from those animals also. Yumbitu lakum. Yumbitu. He causes to grow. Lakum for you. Meaning for your benefit. Bihi through it. Meaning through this water, because of this water that falls from the sky, this rain. What grows from the earth? Az-zar'a. Zar. Crops. Crops. As in? Wheat, corn, all of these grains that we eat, rice, zar, was zaytun and the olive, wal and the date palm, wal arnab and the grapevines. If you think about it, all of them are so different. Zar, crops. They are very different from a zaytun, the olive which grows on the tree, olive trees. And olive trees are amazing. They can be hundreds of years old. And a nakhil, date palms, a completely different kind of a tree. And then, what is more different than that is arnab, vines. So, so many different kinds of plants that are producing different kinds of produce for your benefit. Wamin kulli thamarat, and every kind of fruit. Every kind of fruit, every kind of produce. Remember that thamarat, thamarat is not just used for fruit, it's used for the product of a process. So you're talking about produce, whether it is in the form of grain or vegetables or fruit, leaves, whatever it may be. مِنْ Indeed, in that is surely an ayah, a sign, لِقَوْمِ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ For people who reflect. So reflect on this. Think about it. Reflect on this. That how it started from a seed. And that seed which you found in the fruit, that seed was put under the soil. And then water fell on it. And then that seed opened up and a shoot came out of it. And that grew into a stem, which grew bigger and stronger. And that grew leaves and that grew flowers. And then what happened? There was fruit which grew bigger and bigger. And then eventually you were able to eat from it. You were able to use it. And then when you used it, what did you find in it? Seed. And then the process is repeated. Tafakkur. Think about it. Don't just think, oh, corn. Oh, apple. Think about the origin. Where did this come from? What process it went through so that you could get this ripe, juicy fruit. This year something very interesting happened. In our backyard we thought we also grow some corn. So we were very excited. Corn, Okay, and we planted uh, a few and uh, watering it regularly. And alhamdulillah, after some time, we saw corn growing on it. And it was so fascinating, so amazing, subhanAllah, corn growing on it. Very small, and then we're waiting for it to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And one day we see that alhamdulillah, it's big enough, hopefully within a day or two, we can go and take it off. So we went, and then we see there's no corn. There's no corn. When it's ripe, it's not there. And there was a lot of mess in the yard and we thought this can only be the work of raccoons. 
But what amazed me was the fact that this corn has been there, you know, was in the yard for so many weeks. So many weeks. And I'm sure those raccoons came regularly to see what they could find. But they did not touch the corn at all. When it was ready, that's when they took it. They ate it. I don't have any anger against the raccoon. It was its rizq. Alhamdulillah. I'm glad that it ate from it. It's a form of sadaqah. You know, when you have plants and trees that produce food, uh, it's a form of charity for you know the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I don't have any anger against that raccoon. But it's amazing that how that creature was also waiting for the right time. Waiting for the right time. The animals are much faster than us. So, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةً لِقَوْمِ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ Reflect and think about where this food is coming from. Don't take it for granted. Have you ever gone berry picking? How is it, that experience? It's very nice. But at the same time, when you've spent almost an hour picking those berries, and you look at your basket, and you see it's not even half full, it makes you value every single berry. Doesn't it? When you've handpicked each yourself, you value each and every single berry. Otherwise, what happens? You know, big box and then half of it goes waste. Who cares? You know, we can always get more. So you value the blessings when you realize where they've come from, how you've got it. I mean, when we grow something in our yard, then we value it much more. Or when you go pick it yourself, then you value it much more. But think about, you know, so many, many berries and corns and so many other things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us without even us having to do anything for them. Meaning, we don't have to grow our own food. And people who do grow their own food, ask them how difficult it is. When you see these, you know, plants grow, some of them, they grow really well. They grow really well. They produce a lot of fruit and vegetables. And others, they hardly grow anything. Why? Sometimes it's the lack of water. Or maybe it's the lack of sunshine. And sometimes there is enough water and there is also enough sunshine, but still that plant doesn't grow much. If it grows, it doesn't produce much. So the revelation, that is also what? Rain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends it equally for everybody. Some benefit more from it, and as a result, they produce more khair. And others, they choose to benefit less from it, and as a result, they produce less khair. So, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةً Reflect and realize that the giver is who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the one who is bringing out all of this food for you, without you having to do anything, or without you having to pay Him. No, nothing like that. وَسَّخَّرَ لَكُمْ And He has subjected for you اللَّيْلَ the night وَالنَّهَارَ and the day وَالشَّمْسَ and the sun وَالْقَمَرَ and the moon وَالنُّجُومَ and the stars All of them are مُسَخَّرَات Ones subjected بِأَمْرِهِ at His command سَخَّرَ لَكُمُ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارَ The night and the day He has subjected for you Meaning in the night and the day There are so many benefits for you The night is dark, it is tranquil, it is peaceful, it is cooler It has its own set of benefits for you Then the day is brighter, sometimes longer, warmer And in that is also different kinds of benefits for you وَالشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرَ وَالنُّجُومَ And these huge, 
huge, massive entities, the sun, the moon, and the stars. Look at them. They are beyond your reach. They are beyond your control. They are so much more bigger than you. But yet they are musakharat. They are still serving you. They are controlled and compelled to serve you. Bi amrihi at his command. Inna fi dhalika la ayat Indeed, in that are surely signs for people who use reason. So all of these massive creation in the sky. What are they? Indications of Allah's immense power and might. Because we would never be able to power the sun. We would never be able to power the moon. We don't have the resources, the means, the ability to power the sun or the moon or the stars. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has subjected these huge creatures for our service. Think about it when it comes to lighting how expensive it can be and how much energy they take, how much you have to look after them. But when it comes to the sun, when is it that we put the plug in for the sun? Never. We don't have to do that. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He subjugated the night and day for us and you explained how they were varying in lengths, if you think about it, they're varied. In the summer, your days are longer because it's warmer outside, you can spend more time doing work and you just enjoy the sunshine and the weather more. But in the winter, you have longer nights because it's colder during the day and it's colder during the night. So you want to spend as much time inside as possible. So you think, subhanAllah, even though, you know, the, the change, it seems, you know, it's just because of the seasons, just that change is beneficial for us. Because you wouldn't want long days in the winter time. You want to go home as quickly as possible. Yes. You want to stay warm. You want to sleep. Yes. Animals hibernate, right? So it's the same thing for us. Even how the, you know, the length of the days and the nights are planned throughout the year is for our benefit. Yes. It's like a natural timetable that we've been given. Now, if you look at the different blessings that are mentioned over here, when it comes to the animals, I mean, we have some control over them. When it comes to rain and produce, we don't have much control over it, but at least you know we can plant the seeds and we can take care of the plants and eventually we have produce. When it comes to the sun, the moon, the stars, do we have any control over it? No. So some blessings... Allah has given us some authority over them. Others, no authority. But all of these are serving us. All of these are benefiting us, one way or another. وَمَا ذَرَأَ لَكُمْ And that which He has produced for you, which He has multiplied for your sake. Meaning, مَا ذَرَأَ This is connected with the previous ayah. In the previous ayah, what was mentioned, that all of these things are subjected. So, he has also subjected for you that which He has ذَرَأَ لَكُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ Which He has multiplied for you throughout the earth. ذَرَأَ ذَرَأَ is to create but also to spread, to multiply. What is it that He has spread throughout the earth? Different other creatures, plants, animals that are مُخْتَلِفًا alwanu, Varying in their colors. مُخْتَلِفًا different. alwanu, its colors. Alwan is a plural of laun. And this is amazing. That in one region, you'll find something of a particular color. But you go to a different continent, that same thing will be a different color. Hmm? For example, mangoes. In some parts of the world, a ripe mango is a yellow mango. Yellow. In other parts of the world, you have green and red mangoes, which are ripe. So, مُخْتَلِفًا alwanu, Varying in their colors. When it comes to animals, you know, for example, black buffalo. 
they're not seen over here in Canada. At least I've never seen it. Not even in pictures. But in certain parts of the world, I mean, that's the animal, the milk of which you drink. Different cows, different types of animals, different types of birds. When it comes to crows, for example, some parts of the world, what are they like? Black and gray. Other parts of the world, completely black. مُخْتَلِفًا alwanu. Same creature, just a slight difference, but in one region the monkey will be brown, and in the other region the monkey will be orange. Same family, but different. مُخْتَلِفًا alwanu. Look at mud, soil. In some parts of the world, that same mud is red. In other parts, it is brown, dark. In other parts, it is light. مُخْتَلِفًا alwanu. In everything that Allah has created, there is variety. Variety. Look at the colors of the leaves. Are they all the same? From tree to tree they vary. Yes, even human beings from different regions, different color, different appearance, different features. Mukhtalifan alwanu. Throughout the earth you see this variety. So when there's so much variation in the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how can we expect that all people should be the same? They cannot be the same. They cannot be identical. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةً لِقَوْمٍ يَذَّكَّرُونَ Indeed, and that is surely a sign for a people who remember. Who remember this, this fact. That there is variety in the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another blessing, نِعْمَةُ الْبَحْرُ The blessing of the sea. وَهُوَ الَّذِي And He is the one who سَخَرَ الْبَحْرَ Who has subjected the sea. The sea He has subjected. For who? For you. Just imagine the sea. Massive waves. So huge. So strong. So powerful. Massive waves. In the sea, dangerous creatures. But yet the sea is serving you. How? You can sail on it. You can swim in it. You can dive in it. You can travel over it. You can take food out of it. You can dump your garbage in it. الَّذِي سَخَرَ الْبَحْرِ He has subjected the sea for you. So much so that people are even thinking about making homes on the seabed. Huh? So he has subjected the sea for you. لِتَأْكُلُوا minhu, So that you can eat from it. The sea is also serving you. You eat from it lahman, Lahm. Meat. Flesh. What kind of meat? طَرِيًّا طَرِي What is طَرِي? طَرِي طَرَاوَى طَرَاوَى It means when something is you know, moist. When something has some wetness in it, it's moist. When something is moist, what does it mean? It is fresh. So for example, a leaf that is completely dry, that doesn't have any moisture in it, would you call that a fresh leaf? No, it's dry. But a leaf that is wet, in the sense that when you cut it, there's going to be some moisture that comes out of it. What is that? It's fresh. A branch. What's the difference between a fresh one and a dry one? The fresh one will be wet. It will have some moisture in it. So tari is that which is fresh, moist. So you get meat from the sea which is fresh. What does it mean? It's very tender. Very tender. It's succulent. You can even eat it raw. And when you cook it, it's soft, it's moist compared to other meats. Because if you think about seafood in general, like for example fish, when you cook it, it has to be flaky. It comes apart so easily, but unfortunately we overcook it. So much so that it becomes chewy and hard, right? But what's the key? 
you don't overcook it. You cook it just a little bit. Steam it or bake it or broil it just for a few minutes. And what will happen? It will be soft, moist, tender. Tender. لَحْمًا طَرِيًّا وَتَسْتَخْرِجُوا And you extract. You bring out from this sea. مِنْهُ from it حِلِيَةً Ornaments. Plural of حُلِي And حُلِي is ornaments, jewelry. Okay, that is worn. That is used for the purpose of decoration. So from the sea, from these deep waters, you also extract ornaments. تَلْبَسُونَهَا You wear it. You wear them. You put them on yourself. Like for example, pearls, even coral. There's jewelry that's made from coral. تَلْبَسُونَهَا وَتَرَى And you see الْفُلْكَ The ships مَوَاخِرَ فِيهِ Plowing in it, cutting through it. Meaning cutting through the sea. مَوَاخِرَ is a plural of مَاخِرَ ميم خَارَ And basically this word means to cut, to shear. While making lots of noise. Now when you see ships sailing on the sea, what are they doing basically? Cutting through the waters. Which is why you see the water splitting behind the sailing ship. You know what I'm talking about? As the ship is sailing forward, what do you see behind it? As if the waters have been parted. They have been split. Hmm? And at the same time as the ships are sailing, they're noisy. They can be very loud. مَوَاخِرَ فِيهِ Cutting through the waters. وَلِتَبْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِهِ Why are they cutting through the waters? So that you can have sea travel. You can travel from one part to the other over water. And so that when you travel, you can seek min fadli. You can get some of his bounty that you could not find in the place that you were in. You had to go from that place to another place across the sea in order to seek that fadl. If you think about it, because of sea travel, there's been a lot of exploration, right? There's been migration. I mean, people have managed to move from one continent to another. So many places have been inhabited. So many continents have been inhabited. Why? How did that become possible? Through sea travel. Likewise, when people travel from one part of the world to the other over the water, then there's trade and business which is possible. Right? And you can go from one place to the other and learn something over there. Like Imam Bukhari, he was traveling on the ship to go from one place to the other and he was carrying with him, he had with him all that money. He must have been going for the purpose of ilm because that's what that man's life was about. So, وَلِتَبْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِهِ You can seek Allah's bounty. Because remember, when you're in your hometown, when you're just staying in your city, yes, there's a lot that you can find. There's a lot that you can get. But the world is not just your city. There's more in the world that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created that you can benefit from. So, in this is an encouragement. Go, travel, see what Allah has made. Benefit from the various things that Allah has placed in different places. Go seek ilm. Go get food. Go trade. This is, you know, seeking Allah's blessings. Why? So that you can be grateful. You can be grateful. This blessing He gave you, so that you feel grateful. That Alhamdulillah, we managed to go from one place to the other. And these days it's amazing that you can sit on an airplane, you're on one continent, you sit on the airplane, by the end of the day, you're in another continent completely. 
And it brings about so much shukr in your heart when you can see your loved ones that quickly, so easily. وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ So realize these blessings and be grateful. Notice how in these ayat, at the end of every ayah, what has been mentioned? تَفَكَّرُونَ يَعْقِلُونَ right? يَذَّكَّرُونَ And then finally, تَشْكُرُونَ Shukr. So what comes first? تَفَكُّرْ Reflect. Then what comes next? Use your aql, use your sense. Then what comes next? Remember, تَذَكُّرْ And then what? Shukr. Gratitude cannot come except with reflection. Except with reflection. And remembrance, that you remember those blessings also. And then you will be grateful. وَأَلْقَى فِي الْأَرْضِ رَوَاسِيَةً And he has cast into the earth rawasi, plural of rasiyah. Rawasi, what is it used for? Firmly rooted, deeply rooted, firmly set mountains. فِي الْأَرْضِ In the earth. So he has placed in the earth firmly set mountains. Why? Antamida bikum. Lest it shift with you. Tamida. From mimiadal. Maid. Maid is to sway. To shift from one place to the other. So, in other words, if these mountains were not there, this earth that you live on would be constantly moving. And that would make life impossible for you. It would make anything difficult for you. You'd be. Injured head to toe. You would have no homes. You would have nothing that you had produced. Why? Because the earth is constantly shifting, moving. How traumatized we would be. Life is possible here. Why? Because this ground is stable. This earth is stable. And at the same time, وَأَنْهَارًا And also rivers. Meaning he has placed mountains and he has also made rivers that carry fresh water running through your lands carrying fresh water for you and in that fresh water that you can drink you can irrigate your lands with there is also fish that you can eat and there is also many other things that you can extract from the water and if you think about it mountains are tall and rivers deep وَسُبُلًا and ways, roads, meaning natural pathways that He has made for you, that He has spread for you through the earth. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَهْتَدُونَ So that you can be guided, meaning from one place to the other. وَعَلَامَاتِ And landmarks, plural of alama. Some people, when they're traveling from one place to the other, what is it that they take as a guide? The river. If not that, some natural ways. If not that, then alamat, some other Landmarks. What are landmarks? Like for example, a mountain, a mountain range, a valley, a lake, even springs. Aren't they alamat? They're natural landmarks. I remember as a child we would travel to this one place in the hills uh, quite regularly. That's close to where I used to live. And I remember really well how when you would reach a certain point, then you would see a spring over here, and then a natural small waterfall on this side, and a waterfall on that side, and a whole lot of trees here. These things, they serve as natural landmarks. Alamat. Wabin najmi. And also with the stars. Hum yahtadun. They receive guidance. Meaning, you have these alamat when you're traveling through forests or very fertile lands, but when you're traveling through the desert, then which river is going to be an alama? And which lake is going to be an alama? Nothing. 
Because in the desert, what do you see? Nothing except for the sand and the sky. That's all you see. So in places like this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not abandoned us. No, there's also stars in the night sky by which people can find their way. We'll listen to the recitation of these verses. وعلى الله قصد السبيل ومنها جائر ولو شاء لهداكم أجمعين هو الذي أنزل من السماء ماء لكم منه شراب ومن ശുഭം وَسَخَّرَ لَكُمُ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارَ وَالشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرَ وَالنُّجُومُ مُسَخَّرَاتٌ بِأَمْرِهِ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَعْقِلُونَ وَمَا ذَرَأَ لَكُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُخْتَلِفًا أَلْوَانُهُ ഹൈ <تصفيق> 